Hello, and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin, and I'm joined by my wife, Mary. We are a uniquely ordinary Midwest couple pursuing what it means to live our values out loud, release expectations, and dedicate ourselves to growth and the pursuit of our most authentic selves together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our weekly review. This is for September 25th through October 1st of 2021. And October 1st was a special day for Kevin and I because it was our... Kevin? Oh, um, big day, Friday. What do we do? Remember, we're going for brevity. Oh, it was our anniversary. Happy anniversary, Mary. (laughs) This episode is going to be focused on our 10-year wedding anniversary and how it went. And then our weekly reflective questions are going to be in reference to the 10 years we've spent married. Ooh, probably going to change it up a little bit. And let's start off by just reflecting on how you think our... What was a week-long 10-year anniversary celebration? How did you think that went, Kevin? I think it was a great snapshot into the moment of life that we're in right now. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of pivoting. Uh Uh-huh. Basically, everything that we were going to do, we weren't able to do. Correct. Uh, So I think in some references, it might have been interpreted as disappointing, perhaps. (laughs) felt that way at times. But there was a wonderful opportunity to caretake sick children and have open communication and find other things to satisfy our hopes and dreams to encapsulate this wonderful day. Uh, Would you agree with that synopsis or did you feel otherwise? Yeah, I think I have had a lot of practice reducing expectations and creating really realistic expectations. And so I had these three surprise day events planned that the kids were going to be involved with. And then some of them were surprises to even Kevin. And we did about a third of them. And even the third we got to do certainly didn't go off really well. There was a lot of fussing. There was a lot of whining Uh, My daughter, who's three, and I both had to get COVID tests on Thursday, and Kevin and I's anniversary, the actual day is Friday, or was Friday. So that kind of tells you how some of the time went. I I don't want to say we made the best of it. It was just like, oh, okay, this is is probably all we were going to get, and that's felt okay, which feels good in some ways, and also, you know, you're fighting some of the letdown feelings. Well, I'm glad that I've conditioned you to have such low expectations, Mary. <laughs> Let's just continue on with uh, the downer mood and go skip the first question. And let's just start with the second question. What would you say drained your energy, maybe your biggest regret, or maybe like your do-over from our wedding day, Mary? Um, so there is a very clear thing that drained my energy or I wish I could have done over about our wedding, and that is to go back in time and to tell myself that the way I was feeling is called anxiety. And I had no idea that the panic and the sick to my stomach and the wanting to run and hide and not wanting to talk to anybody that set in oh about three days before the wedding and then continued to about uh, hour 11 of a, the 12 hour day. That was called anxiety. And I believe that a large portion of that anxiety was because of the expectations that I had on how I was supposed to feel. 
and I thought it was going to be all fairy tale romance. And when you walk down the aisle, you know, birds are singing and it's the best day of your life. And it felt nowhere near that. And so it was just really scary. And basically the day before my wedding and the day of my wedding, I kept thinking something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. Why am I feeling like this on my wedding? This must be a sign. And I just want to go back and tell her that it wasn't a sign, that it was the first time I had really had an anxiety attack. And it was because of the expectations I had put on the day and that I was right to know that when I was with Kevin during that day, that's the only time that I felt safe and okay. And I just had this magnetic pull to be near him that whole day. And I just want to go back and tell myself, like, that's what you could focus on. And you're going to have some of these other feelings and that's okay. Interestingly, mine is also about anxiety and anxiety caused by you. (laughs) I think I know where this is going. (laughs) My do-over would have been to go back in time and in the morning of our wedding, tell you this. And I wrote it down. So I want to make sure I get quote myself correctly. I'd say, Mary, let's not be cute. You know, I have anxiety about punctuality. What time does the wedding really start at? (laughs) Because on our actual wedding, Mary thought she was going to be really kind of fun and tell me that the wedding began 30 minutes or an hour before when it actually did. And then once we got there, she'd be like, oh, guess what? We actually have an extra hour. But instead, what I felt was this huge anxiety aneurysm of, holy crap, I'm going to be late to my my own wedding, which was not the greatest feeling in the world. (laughs) Kevin had a lot of wonderful childhood memories of this apple orchard that served apple cider donuts. And our wedding was on October 1st, which is fall season here in Missouri. And I thought it'd be really special to surprise him 30 minutes before the ceremony with apple cider donuts and hot apple cider. And it was an outdoor ceremony at a park under some trees. I thought, well, wouldn't that be beautiful? It'll be so wonderful for him. So it was, I thought, a surprise for Kevin that would be an added like, woohoo, so fun. And so I told him that the wedding started at 5 p.m. when I knew that at 5 p.m. we were having this 30-minute cocktail hour of cider donuts and hot cider, and the wedding didn't start to 5.30. Ah, uh, yeah. And unfortunately, you and I were separated during this period because we p- were playing by those rules where the bride wasn't supposed to see the groom beforehand, which was stupid because that left me in a party bus Literally having an a- my own aneurysm while uh-huh. you were having your own aneurysm. Right. Trying to get everything hustled up to uh-huh. start at five. And I yeah. was like, where is everybody? Yes. yes. So moral of this story, which I think is another layer on this, is that we, we did do some things that weren't by the book. But I think we could have given us ourselves the permission to just do everything we wanted to and sit down with each other and be like, is this really what we want? And I don't know that our 27-year-old selves could have really honored what we actually wanted um, because I think it took living through it to realize, oh, I I don't ever want to be away from Kevin on my wedding day. I don't want to do any Mm -hmm. like hiding first reveals. I need to be glued to your hip the entire time so that I can stay focused and centered. Yeah. And in my do-over, I think I would probably want to try one of those donuts you talked about. Yes. And I didn't get a donut either. And Kevin was too anxious to have a donut. But we've heard from our guests. I'm like, why are we, guys, this wedding's supposed to start. Why are you guys getting donuts? (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't oopsie. All right. Next question. What refills your spirit in our marriage? 
I would say that pretty much every morning, especially every morning that you are still in bed, I feel like this rejuvenated need to be near you, this like innate feeling of love and like this reminder that I want to be with you. And it's just like this great love reset. I don't know what I'm dreaming about. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I must be dreaming about you or maybe you're using your anesthesia drugs to <laughs> make me conditioned to feel that way. But every every single day I wake up and I wake up knowing that I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. We are very different people who have found a great love for each other, but that doesn't mean we have a lot of the same ideas. But yes, I I, I do love hearing how much you love me, uh, especially when I'm still in bed. When Mary you're in Roberts, bed. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what? So I think I can answer Mary. Um, what refills her spirit is my love for her. Is that what you think I'm going to say? Uh, I, uh, well, let's. I guess we let's find out. You don't know me at all. When I think back on our wedding, there are some points that I know we got right. One of those things was getting readings from outside sources, not from like a biblical source or from traditional texts, I think. And so after a lot of searching, I found a reading that when I read it, I was like, I felt so seen and heard and just like, this is who Kevin is to me. And this is what our love feels like. And it was just so validating to see that love written. I felt very normalized in our love and some of the doubts and questions I had that came with our love that I think have haunted us our whole marriage. So I just wanted to read a portion of that reading that we have hanging and printed on this really nice paper in this special way. I think I got it for our third or fourth or whatever year is the paper anniversary. We've kind of lost track. We don't do that anymore. But I did have them printed and one is in our powder room and then one is in our guest bathroom. So I just want to read a section of it. And it's a part that I think really epitomizes the type of love that you and I have and the type of love that I would like to have with you forever or the understanding of what love is. Okay, so this is from a book called The Gift from the Sea. When you love someone, you do not love them all the time in exactly the same way from moment to moment. It is an impossibility. It is even a lie to pretend to. And yet, this is exactly what most of us demand. We have so little faith in the ebb and flow of life, of love, or relationships. We leap at the flow of the tide and resist in terror its ebb. We are afraid it will never return. We insist on permanency, on duration, on continuity, when the only continuity possible in life, as in love, is in growth, in fluidity, in freedom— the sense that the dancers are free, barely touching as they pass, but partners in the same pattern. I feel like that was ahead of us. Yeah, I know. I just think that we knew something was special. And I, I love that. I found that. I remember finding that reading be like, I, I couldn't have told you what our special thing was, but that reading was the special thing. I don't even know I could have picked out the words that felt like us, but I do remember feeling so validated that they said love didn't feel the same every single day and sometimes love felt really for sure and then sometimes love felt like it flowed away from you and that doesn't mean that there's no love like that is the essence of love of course it talks about growth and stuff so i just think that's really awesome like wow we were doing pretty good yeah go us okay what is something you do not want to repeat in the next 10 years of our marriage this one was hard for me because it made it suggest like i could only think of one thing (laughs) limited Uh uh-huh I think 
the things that stand out to me, which again, Mary and I are different people. So I've got a feeling she's not going to agree with us at all. But I think I would have gotten married earlier. I also think that, yep, she definitely wouldn't agree with us. <laughs> that seems random. Okay. And I also, in hindsight, would have wanted to start having kids sooner. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, Mary's <laughs> not agreeing with this one bit. Not surprising. But so I think what I would say is in the future, not waiting so long to make a choice, make a decision, not drag my feet. Like, whatever the next thing is that happens in our life, be ready for it and be okay with accepting it sooner instead of hesitating and making sure everything's right and perfect. And so many of the things that are those big leaps end up being so meaningful and worthwhile that I don't want to wait for them. Oh, good. I'm going to remember this when I come up with my next big idea. And you say, we should be patient and wait. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's a mutual idea, that's great. But uh, <laughs> one of your big ideas, let's maybe think about it once or twice. Well, I think that's because ultimately you and I are supposed to be together. And so any decision we make that keeps us together and moving forward is likely going to be the right decision. Sure. Yeah. but I'm not, I'm not, at no point am I saying that any of those were wrong decisions. Just in hindsight, oh. I would have been comfortable oh, making those decisions sooner. Okay. I hear you. Gotcha. Well, the thing that I wish to not repeat over the next 10 years of our marriage is to completely release a number of things, um, one of which is the idea of what I thought a marriage was supposed to be. And this isn't specifics. It's just, I think, the conditioning that I must have taken in or now I know I took in over the many, many years of growing up and through puberty and through watching love stories and teen romance movies. I just didn't know the reality of how love feels. And so that made me feel very uncertain about our love. And I want to completely release any of that conditioning and just completely embrace that you are the one for me. You're the one that I'm supposed to be with. And so however this marriage and love between us grows or changes that's how it's supposed to be. Like, see our marriage and our love as an organism, and I'm just kind of along for the ride with it. And along with that is I just want to release any uncertainty that I used to feel about our marriage. So much of that is my own stuff, and I've worked through so much of that and can see how that was really affecting our marriage. Okay, what are you most grateful for in our marriage? Well, I'm grateful that you just said that basically all of our problems are your problems. <laughs> that's I don't know if you, everyone else got that takeaway or not. But I don't that's know that it that's, like. that's not so untrue. I mean, I feel like I'm okay owning that. I have two. We might have to cut it one for time. But Let's see, the first one I kind of knew almost immediately when we first met, and that is, I think Mary would say that I changed your life. I'm an amazing guy. Yada, yada, yada. She <laughs> she could go on for a long time. I won't because I'm much more modest. But the incredible thing with Mary is that she's not satisfied with that. It kind of always pushes me to grow and to be better. And I think without that, I probably would stagnate a lot more. Um, and my other one, which is just what I'm probably even more grateful for, is how lucky I got in marrying you. Because I feel like when you're young, when you look at a relationship, you kind of look at it like you're buying your first house and it's just like, okay, what's on your wish list? And it's like, ooh, I want a spiral staircase. <laughs> in a library. In a library, yeah. In a, in a conservatory. 
It's just like, no, you don't want those things. I really want someone who like wants to like balance the budget so I don't have to (laughs) and to like schedule all the appointments for our children and to basically have all of my greatest weaknesses be their greatest strengths, which I would say a 100% lucked into that. Mm -hmm. I do like making a schedule. Yeah. (laughs) Not something I want to (laughs) do. Well, the thing that I'm most grateful for in our marriage is Kevin's absolute, undying, irrevocable, unconditional love for me. I think that the love that you have for me is such a reassurance, especially when I needed it most. I would say in the first eight years of our marriage, before I really started helping myself and realizing that I had a lot of scars to heal. And I don't think I could have done that or at least done it as well or as easily and it's taken many, many years if I did not have your unconditional love and support. So it's a gift, and I know it's a gift, and I just want to treat it as a gift more so in the years moving forward. Last question, Mary. What do you want to say to yourself, or maybe even say to us, Mm -hmm. on our 20-year anniversary? I love, love, love the idea of 10 years from now, Mary, listening to this podcast. So... I want to tell her in particular to keep going and that I'm completely committed to us becoming a total package of our true selves, both Kevin and I, and that I'm rooting for you guys and that if you just keep going, I think you're going to get there. And I would also like to say to our children, because in 10 years, our oldest will be almost 18, which is just absolutely crazy to think of, and our youngest will be almost 14. That being their mother has taught me so much about myself, and I really want to help them do that for themselves. And I'm just excited to see 10 years from now how that's going and that I'm here to support them the whole time. Well, that was very thoughtful, Mary. Mm -hmm. I love sending future messages out. That's like one of my joyest of joys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I would say, again, one of the strengths and weaknesses things. Like the interview, like, where do you expect to see yourself in five years? I hate that question. Mm. I think it's the dumbest question in the world. Well, this is what do you want to say to yourself. Right. Yeah. So my original idea was that I'd say to myself, like, oh, my goodness, can you believe that we just rode dune buggies on the moon with my new buddy Blorg? <laughs> um, because I just think the idea of, like, forecasting in the future is just kind of silly. But what I'd like to be able to say myself in 10 years is the same thing that I guess I'd want to be able to say to say to myself today. I feel very much at peace where we are and in our relationship. I mean, I feel like there's no one I'd rather be with. I feel content with my life, and I'm really excited to see the next chapter unfold, however the pages turn, Mm -hmm. without conditions of what that might look like. Mm -hmm. I feel that way, too. Yeah, and maybe like get matching tattoos with my buddy Blorg. All right. Do you want to reread our vows? I thought that might be interesting. We also have our vows printed and hanging in our bedroom. Sure. Okay. I've memorized them. Have you memorized them? <laughs> no, but I also brought down the <laughs> I brought down the framed vows. Okay. So I'll say them and you say them. Okay. Okay. As always, you'll go first. <laughs> oh, and we should say we were hysterically in tears. Yeah, I think entirety everyone of our- was. Well, we in particular were just absolutely in tears. So 
Kevin, I promise to love you without reservation, comfort you in times of distress, encourage you to achieve all your goals, laugh with you and cry with you, grow with you in mind and spirit, always be open and honest with you, and cherish you for as long as we both shall live. Wow, that's beautiful, Mary. I mean, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mary, I promise to love you without reservation, comfort you in times of distress, encourage you to achieve all your goals, laugh with you and cry with you, grow with you in your mind and spirit, always be open and honest with you, and cherish you for as long as we both shall live. Did we actually write those or did we find those somewhere? I'm not sure. I just know that they weren't all together if we found them. I know I put the ones that meant something to me and to us together. This might be slight plagiarism. That's okay. I'm just, you know, disclaimer alert. (laughs) Well, that wraps up our review of really our 10-year anniversary week. We hope you enjoyed it. I do have a bit of a request. If you'd like to give us something for our 10-year anniversary, I would love if you shared this episode with a friend or a partner or a family member. Just share it with one person. Start to spread this message of growing a relationship together by asking questions and listening to each other and just thinking a bit more deeply about everyday life because I think that's where the magic is and that's where growth and understanding come from. So if you would like to give us a little present, share it with someone, and we will see you next week. Well, that's great. I was going to give you something like really grand gesture, but just sharing this podcast, I'm going to do that instead. (laughs) It will give me a bit of a thrill. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to return that necklace. (laughs) We did not get each other gifts, I I guess we should say. That's not true. I was going to take you out for lunch tomorrow, but unfortunately, Chick-fil-A is closed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like your second Chick-fil-A joke. It's going to be a weekly segment mm-hmm. okay we were trying to make this brief and kevin's thrown in literally a joke every time one of us has spoken yeah and also behind these jokes you need to add that laugh track get that soundscape going okay this is all going to be deleted okay <laughs> love you too all right ever onward ever onward